We're going to read the parable, um, the wise and foolish builders today. Matthew, and real quick, this prop right here is, has nothing to do with my message. <laughs> it's a, a series that Jason is in. So I thought I might have had him beat because he's, he's really good with his, his props and stuff. And I'm going to be preaching on, on storms of life. And I'm like, man, I almost had a hurricane come. <laughs> I thought, wow, I think I could have topped him. But as usual, nope, he won that one. So I looked at the definition of a parable, and it's an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. An earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Jesus used them deliberately to shock, provoke, and produce a response in his hearers. And when Jesus was here in the time that he was here on the planet, when he was walking the planet, life was pretty, pretty, pretty normal then. You, people would go work all day, you come home, and, and you hang out with your family which is a lot of us can't do that anymore just because of the busyness that's going on. And people would tell their testimonies about Jesus. People would just pour their hearts out and tell stories about him. You know, nowadays we have so many distractions, it's hard to do that. So here we go, Matthew seven twenty four through 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. 25. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. I was visiting someone in the hospital last night. Uh, a, a godly husband and wife, he's having some surgery, and their faith, we were talking about the Lord, and he's like, uh, you know, God has this, he, God has this, so it got me thinking of, you know, of this, and on my way home, I, this is just something that I wrote, this isn't in the Bible, this is just John Bellavos, it's the wise and foolish builders, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his life with me, I'm waiting on the doctor's report, I'm worried about my children, and, and life is getting tough, and I'm feeling all alone. Yet I did not fall because I'm building my life with Jesus Christ, who is my rock and my Savior. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who did not reach out to me. I'm waiting on the doctor's report. I'm worried about my children, and life is getting tough, and I'm feeling all alone, and I feel like I'm going to fall, and I wish I had someone to reach out to and give all my burdens to. Wow, if we only knew when storms of life were approaching and coming at us, could we prepare or already have been prepared? The way we prepare is, is to build with Jesus, to build your foundation with Jesus. I know so many of you in this room that I've heard your testimonies, how when the seasons of life and the storms came through, because of your faith, it just, man, when I get to sit with you all and I hear those stories, it just... It blesses me. It blesses anybody when you're telling how great Jesus is and how you can overcome storms of life. That's foundation building right there for sure. This parable is talking about how people would build their homes in the terrain they lived in at the time. They were in an area where Jesus was preaching, and that area had a lot of um, stream beds, and it made it easier just to build a quick house there. Then, then you would have to carry these big rocks uphill and, and make it on sturdier ground. 
Such a stream bed was called a wadi. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It's W-A-D-I. I'm very good at butchering biblical words. <laughs> I get picked on for that. It's a very sandy area. So the foundation could easily be dug and the builder who, who would save the efforts of carrying the stones to build the construction of the walls. All would go well until the rainy season came when the water would become a raging river of destruction. Jesus, remember, Jesus loved to give these analogies so we can relate to them. He would love to shock and provoke people. He was the king of storytelling. This raises the question, are we prepared for the day of judgment that is to come upon mankind? We need to take care of how we're building our lives. This parable warns so that you may be able to stand in the testing that will come upon us, God's people, and before the kingdom is in its fullness. You know, I grew up here on the, on the beach, and I'm still trying to grow up. I'm not growing up totally yet. It's a work in progress. But watching, um, I live on, on the beach here, beach, so not directly on the beach, but in a neighborhood in, in a little bit. And people would build houses right on the beach on these sandy dunes. And they build condos. And what they do is they build that foundation. They spend a lot of time working on that foundation so that structure is not going to get blown down by the wind or the sand washes away. There's one house across from Beach Street, which is the street we, to get on the A1A. They actually, it was a two-story house. They went 40 feet into the ground with cement pylons right on the dune. I mean, that whole dune could wash away. And be, the house would be standing on its foundation. And that's what we need to do is all work on our foundation and build our lives with Jesus. Point number one. Are we working on building our foundation? Are we practicing what Jesus says? James 1.22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. I love that saying because anything that we're all going through right now, any... any item that is in your life, any circumstance, it's all in the Bible. I don't care what it is. It's all in there. That's, he's blessed us with this book. It's his love letter to us. Everything is in here. And I love that because any scripture that you're reading that you're trying to help your circumstance, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Again, this applies to all scripture. Why is it that when our houses need repairs, such as, say, a window breaks, well, I have to take time and take it out, fix it. Um, if I get a hole in my roof or a leak in my roof, that takes time. We've got to go fix it. Or our physical bodies. I'm pretty good at hurting myself, so I'm pretty good at fixing myself, too. Um, if I break my arm, I, you know, I've got to drive to the ER. That's going to take a couple hours, and you're going to sit there. Um, if I get stitches need to get stitched up. So why don't we take the time to repair our spiritual walk? Some of us do, some of us don't. Some of us spend more time with it, some of us spend less time with it. So why don't we do that more often? Again, one of the reasons is probably because there's so many distractions in our life today. We're just always on the go, and I'm guilty of that. You know, sometimes I don't organize my time and the end of the day, I'm like, man, I wish I would have been a little more grown up and ordered my time a little bit better. I'm going to tell on myself right now, the Lyft concert was amazing. It was amazing. This, this place was full. 
just like this. It was amazing. They rocked. Uh, some great testimonies were heard. Well, me, because I didn't prioritize my time right, I had all these things I had to do in the day. One of them was so stupid that it could have waited. I had to mow my lawn. So by me mowing my lawn, took out less time of what I had to do. So you can boo me if you want. I got here late and I left early. Isn't that terrible? I got here late and I left early. Yeah, you boo me all you want. I deserve that. <laughs> so I, I, I wasn't building my foundation correctly. And I, believe me, I would have loved to have been there for the whole time, you know, worshiping God and breaking down and crying and thanking Him and asking Him for things to change in my life. Um, just, you know, I was on the go and that's a good thing. But like last night, I was at the, the ER. And I was at a visit, visiting somebody, like I was saying, and all day, again, I was on the go, bike riding. I never even showered. Just all day, my hair was all stringy from sweating and things just coming up and coming up. And then I got this phone call. Man, I, you know, I'm like, I'm going to go. This person's in the ER. So I rushed right over there to be with them. And as you walk in the ER at homes, when you walk in the doors, there's a, there's a desk right here and there's a couple of wheelchairs and I walked in the door and this guy gets up and he grabs a wheelchair and he goes, are you here to see a doctor? I'm like, man, do I look that bad? I even asked him, do I look that rough? And he's like, I just figured you were here to see a doctor. I said, I'm just here to visit somebody. So we need to be, we need to be trusting God rather than ourselves. Jesus said, trusting yourself is like building on the sand. Trusting in God is like building on the bedrock. He is training us to cultivate a mindful, a, a thankful, thankful mindset. This is like building your house on the rock where the storms cannot shake you. As you learn these lessons, you are to teach them to others. As you learn these lessons, so many times people come along me and they tell me things of life, like I said earlier, that are happening and it just lifts me up. So as you learn these lessons, as you go through them, and I know so many of you, you, you share them with other people that are going through the same thing. And by doing that, you're building their foundation, and God's going to bless you and build you your foundation for building life with Jesus. He will open up w- way before you, one step at a time. He will open the way up for that conversation, because he knows when it's coming down, and he's just going to make it all good. A few weeks ago, I was talking to someone here at the church and they were telling me what an amazing thing God has done in their life and their family and you know when they gave their life to the Lord everything changed and they're just this new person and and we we start crying a little bit you know we're like man this is so awesome and so when I left here and I was going out to a galley to turn I started crying really hard like the Holy Spirit came upon me I mean like I was you know, my head's shaking and this guy's pulling out with me beside me and he's beside me. We're going east and I could see him looking at me and I'm going and, and I got to A1A and I was, I was still crying so hard. It was a happy cry. I was like, man, Lord, I love you. Jesus, you're amazing. That was a great testimony. I pull off A1A because I'm crying so hard and he pulls off beside me and I'm like, this is a little weird, you know? <laughs> so he walks towards me and I roll my window down. Actually, it wasn't a roll. It was a zzz. I'm getting on my memory next, trust me. So I roll the window down, and um, he says, hey, man, are you okay? You seem like you're really upset. I just, I'm crying. I said, man, I just love Jesus. 
He took off and ran. He did. He just, he just turned and ran. He just took off. I, yeah, I said, yep, I'm a Jesus freak, man. I love him. So what you do cannot be separated from what you believe. What you do cannot be separated from what you believe. Jesus exposed those people who sounded religious but had no personal relationship with him. That was me before I really gave my life to the Lord. Um, I would like talk about Jesus. You know, I really didn't know him, but you know, I thought it made me look good. But I didn't really know him. You know, I was just, yeah, I'm cool, man. I know Jesus. But again, it really, I didn't have that, that relationship with him. I'd check the box on Sundays and I'd maybe go to church a couple Sundays a month. Knew him, but I didn't really, you know, know him. Didn't have that relationship with him. On Judgment Day, only our relationship with Jesus, our, our acceptance of him as a savior and our obedience to him will matter. Many people think that if they are good people and they say religious things, they will be rewarded with eternal life. Again, do we really know him? Let's all build with Jesus and let's all build to really get to know him. In reality, faith in Jesus is what will count on judgment. Judgment Day is the final day of reckoning when God will settle all accounts. That's pretty awesome. To build on solid rock means to be hearing responding and not a phony superficial one. Practicing obedience becomes a solid foundation to weather the storms of life. One of the stories, too, I think I've shared this with y'all before. Um, years ago, this is before I got involved, before I worked with the church. I, I've already given my life to Jesus, and things were good, and then the economy kind of went south, and money got really tight. And my wife and I, we almost, we almost lost our house. It was, was scary times for us. But again, I'm like, you know, Lord, man, I'm getting to know you. Why is this happening? Well, so many times, like I was talking about earlier, he can, things can happen, but he's going to build you up through them. Um, I do gardening at my house. Not really gardening. I, my wife thinks I'm weird. I move trees around. You know, like if I got a little baby growing in the ground you know, from a natural seed, I'll plant it over here until it gets bigger, and then I'll dig it up, and I might give it to somebody or, or move it around. And um, if I'm sitting there with my hose, and I'm, I'm watering it, and the water's coming out, you know, I'm watering it, but if I put my thumb on that hose, it's going to restrict it, just like happens in our life sometimes. Things get restricted. But what happens when you do that? That water goes the distance. It goes further. It squirts out further. And it's the same with our lives when we go through these things. A lot of times we, we learn from it and we grow in the Lord. Every person, regardless of their spirituality or lack of storms, at one time or another, we all have experienced storms in our lives. Perhaps you are in the middle of one right now. Maybe it's a storm of sickness or depression. It could be a financial situation or some sort of strain in your relationship. I just turned 50, and, and again, I have many areas in my life where I'm constantly trying to change and do better. But one area, I'm starting to forget things a little bit. And I've, I've reached out to some elderly friends of mine, elderly men, and they're like, man, it's, it's normal. This is going to happen. You know, your mind and your body goes through stuff. So I'm talking to Joe back here. He's a younger guy that works here, Joe Lamberth, Nathan's son. And he tells me about this tea called yerba mate. 
It's supposed to be this natural tea, and it, it, makes you, um, it makes your memory better, and it gives you energy. So I bought some. My wife's making it for a couple weeks. I'm drinking it every day, and I'm like, I think my memory's getting a little better. I like this stuff. I think it's working. So we're at the beach a couple days later, and I bump into a friend of mine, Sean, and he's about my age. I think he's a few years younger than me, but we're talking about memory. I go, man, I found this tea. It's amazing. You drink it, and you, it, it really helps your memory. I'm remembering things, and it gives you a little boost. And he's like, man, that's awesome. He goes, what's the name of it? And I go, I can't remember. <laughs> then he says, that is the most stupidest conversation I've ever heard anybody say. And most recently, yesterday, I wake up, wake up yesterday morning, and um, I usually wake my, one of my daughters up at 7 o'clock. So I wake her up, and, and she rolls over, and she's looking at me. She's like, what are you doing? I go, it's time to get up, time to go to school. And she just kind of like, what she does sometimes, you know, and she goes back to bed. So my wife gets up. And I'm like, hey, honey, I just woke up Lucia, but she didn't, you know, she didn't get out of bed. And she goes, why'd you wake her up? So I go, because it's Friday and she's got to go to school. She goes, it's Saturday. <laughs> so please pray for my memory. I need it <laughs> as, as much as you can. Throw them my way. Storms can take a lot of different forms, but they all share a common tendency. They tend to inhabit or stop your progress towards the wonderful plan God has in your life. Don't fall into that trap convincing yourself that don't fall in that trap of convincing yourself of something. He's a God of second chances. It's never too late to start building your foundation with Jesus. It's never too late. I didn't do it until I was 42 years old. I started living life. That's when I gave my life to the Lord. As far as I'm concerned, I didn't start living life until about eight years ago. It's, it's been an amazing adventure. If there's something in your life you want to change, start building that foundation and make it stronger. Don't give up when things get tough. Because lots of those times, like I said, they're building moments. When the times get tough, just keep on plowing. One of my, build, my, one of my biggest building moments is when I understood that God's in control. And that took me about four years into my walk with him. So that was about four years ago, four years after. You know, I used to try to think everything, you know, this person has to be here and we all got to do this. And Kim and Eric used to hold a Bible study at my house. And some nights there'd be three people and some nights there'd be 30 people. And the nights when there were three people there, I'd be like, man, why is there nobody here? And they, God worked through Kim and Eric to teach me God's in control. If there's only meant to be three people here. And a lot of those nights, one of those persons would open up and tell stuff that they usually wouldn't tell to 30 people. That was a big building moment for me. And understanding that, it just make things a whole lot easier. Number two, is our foundation strong enough? Timothy 4, 6 through 8. If you point these things out to the brothers, you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus, brought up in, in the truths of the faith and the good teaching that you have followed. Have nothing to do with godless, with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be, a God, to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for, the, for both the present life and the life to come. Spiritual fitness requires regular spiritual exercise. 
and so does physical. We exercise to stay in shape. Faith is like a muscle. It must be utilized and exercised in order for it to grow. So the question is, how do you and how do I, how do we exercise our faith? What are we doing to exercise our faith? What are we doing to build with Jesus? Are you getting plugged in somewhere? A life group, reading your Bible, a daily devotion. Daily devotions are awesome. There's one of my favorite is Jesus Calling. It's a four-minute read. We all have four minutes, and you're doing that every day or try to do it every day. Sundays are great, but it's not enough. We need to constantly build on our foundation. Some athletes can talk a great game, but that tells you nothing about their athletic skills. And not everyone who talks about heaven belongs to God's kingdom. Jesus is more concerned about our walk than our talk. He's more concerned about our walk than our talk. He wants us to do right, not just say words. For me, in physical nature, I need help, just like my spiritual walk. I, I can't work out on my own anymore. I just, I'll sit there. I won't do nothing. Especially if it's AC and stuff, I'll just, yeah, a couple weights, I'm done. I go to this place called Trinity Fitness. It's amazing. They have people there to help push you. And they don't do it aggressively, don't get me wrong. It's an amazing place. You go there, and you know, they'll help, especially if you're not, your, your form's not right or something, they're going to help you through it. And every once in a while, I'll sneak out, because I'm like, man, that's just getting too much. And some of the trainers that I know personally will sneak out right behind me. And they'll nicely and politely say, come on, let's sneak back in. <laughs> After the storm blows over and you're building that rock foundation, you will rejoice in him who helped you through it. And, you know, just, I just threw this in there too. I was watching TV the other day, channel surfing, and there's so many infomercials lately. How to get great abs, how to keep your hair color, um, how to get wealthy, which nothing wrong with that but if you want to do some of that I'm telling you build with Jesus first and he'll conquer anything you want to do in life build your life with Jesus athletes train for events baseball players train for events people train when they need to do something so they exercise so we need to train our minds and our hearts we need to train our minds and our hearts so we can build with Jesus take time to build with Jesus and don't rush Again, like I was telling you the other day, I rush all the time, which I shouldn't. I'm, I'm trying to, I've been praying on that too. I'm the guy that goes to the, especially a couple years ago, you had the two drive through windows, you pay at one. I'd pay at one and I'd drive right through the second one. Forget my food. <laughs> pay for it and everything. At that point, I'm too embarrassed to go back unless I'm really hungry. <laughs> Bodybuilders will actually tear their muscle apart when they are lifting heavy weights. But with the correct nourishment, just like we need nourishment for our minds and for our souls and for our hearts, we can rebuild whenever we're broken down to build up with Jesus. We have to go outside our comfort zone sometimes to overcome our situation. If you want to know where you're going to be in the next month or next week or days from now, take a really good look. Who are you hanging out with? Are they godly people? I'm not saying don't hang out with godly people because you need to hang out with them. We need to tell them about Jesus. They need to hear it too. But just take a good look at that. Who, you know, who are we hanging out with? You know, 
And again, I'm not picking on anybody. It's just good to, to look around sometimes and who are we hanging out with? Number three, is our foundation built on rock or sand? James 1, 23 through 25. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it. Again, not what he's heard, but doing it. He will be blessed in what he does. We need to talk about opportunities. Really focus on scripture about prayer and about how faith can move mountains. And whatever storm you are going through right now, if not you, we all know someone that's going through life storms. And I encourage you to get with those people. Again, you can build them up and you'll be getting built up, build with Jesus at the same time too. When you really have faith and it comes, the way to really get faith again is through prayer. Build your relationship. All things are possible through Jesus. We all know that. To what degree does your life reflect the directions Jesus gave in this sermon. Are you building on rock or are you building on sand? Are we building on rock or are we building on sand? Most people do not deliberately seek to build on false or inferior foundations. Instead, they just think about, they just don't think about their life's purpose. Because we all have purpose. Every single person in this room has purpose. Every single person in this room in this, compu- in this community and on the planet, we all have purpose. And when you find, when you're in a season and you, f- you, know, you find that purpose, focus on it. One where I felt I had a lot of purpose is when we were still in Hoover before we had this building. I was setting chairs up on su- every Sunday morning and I loved it. I felt like I had purpose. And I love surfing, but I found myself on Sunday mornings instead of surfing. I was setting up chairs and my wife pulled me over one day like after six, seven months and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. And, and she knew it. She knew it. But she's like, man, you're missing the surf. It's really good and you're setting up chairs. But that, I, I felt purpose on that. So when you guys feel that purpose, run with it. Stay with it. Keep on it. Today in modern times, we have so many computers, iPhones, and everybody's trying to keep up with the newest products. The comforting thing is that is we know God never changes. So how comforting is that? Here's a purpose for you. This is something we can all do. Pray for someone that you don't even know. If you don't want to do it with them, just do it with the Lord. Just pray for them. If you see someone walking down the street and they got a limp or something, pray for their leg. God will bless you for that. Just pray for them. It's weird, especially when you start praying with somebody. My family and I first started praying together. We're like, this is weird. It's weird, but it's the best thing in the world you can do. It's an amazing thing. Prayer is incredible, and prayer will help build your foundation. Speak into your situation. You always need to remember Jesus is always there. We can't fix it, but he can. Jesus compares the end of that sermon, all the points he had. Obviously, one man listened, and one man did not. Again, the difference is one listened and one did not. And Jason says this a lot. I love it. What you put in comes out. 
you're putting the word in, it's going to come out. And it's going to come out a lot easier. It'll make it easy for you to get with people and pray with people and just be the godly person we're supposed to be. So, again, are we building on rock or sand? Restoration, restoration is always there, and you can always build on that foundation with Jesus. The world we were born into years ago, some of people like me 50 years ago, it just did no longer exist. There's just so much going on now. That's why we need to focus on the Lord, focus on Jesus, and build our foundation with him. There's people in this room right now that need prayer. I don't know what it is. God knows. But just keep on praying. I prayed on something for 10 years. Finally finally came to, but it took me 10 years. And again, that built, built my foundation. That all said, let's, um, let's dim the lights down and all bow our heads. If you think this is a time in your life where you'd like to remodel your life or you'd like to um, start building with Jesus or accept Jesus into your heart as your personal Savior, there's no better time than right now than, you, than, than this very second, this very minute. Again, I didn't start living with Jesus till I was 42 years old. And the day that I accepted Jesus into my life was the first day that I started living. So if you want to commit your life to Jesus... If you want to just say, I'm going to start building harder on that foundation. I want, to re- I want to build harder on that foundation. Just raise your hand right now. Slip your hand up. I see your hand. I see your hand. That's awesome. I see your hand back there too. That's awesome. What a great day. That is incredible. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much. Lord, thank you for the people that were just bold enough to raise their hand and want to start dedicating their life and building their life with you, Lord. Thank you for the ones that just accepted Jesus Christ into their, to your life, Lord, their life. Lord, I pray that they pray out to you and they think of you constantly, Lord, and that they build their foundation around you. They build their life around you, Lord. We know who you are. We, we appreciate who you are, Lord. I ask that you bless those people and you stay surrounded around them, which we know you will, Lord. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You're dismissed.